Good morning. Today's date is November 26, 2023, and we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're on page 84 into 85. Felia will be our reader, followed by a 20-minute share. Um, Fila, let me introduce you. Please it's, speak. It's, Please join. I think it's me, Nancy. Meredith. Oh, Meredith. Yes. Meredith, will you please read The Promises on page 84 and 85? Thank you. Thank you, Meredith B., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. For, for by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we had been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. Yes. Thank you so much, Meredith. And now we're here from Fila from Florida who's here to join, uh, share with us today. Fila, the floor is yours. She's muted. Fila, you're muted. And Kim, if you would just unmute Fila. My name you're is unmuted Fila. now. I'm unmuted? Yes. You're good. Okay. Hello, everybody. My name is Fela, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, the paragraph that we just read is one of my favorite, coincidentally, if not my favorite paragraph in the big book. Every one of the steps has a series of promises listed either in the big book or in the 12 and 12. And these happen to be the 10 step promises. I started program back in 1976. And it was hard for me to get my abstinence. It was hard for me to get anything done as far as my recovery. But I kept coming back because I heard a lot of you telling me that this was working for you. And I figure I have to figure out the secret. Why is it working for them and why is it not working for me? Um, that's why this is one of my favorite paragraphs because it says that I will not be fighting food anymore. And this is what I always did. I fought food and food always won. I couldn't stand the fact that I kept promising myself I'm not going to eat this thing anymore. And next thing I knew, I couldn't resist it. I had to eat it and stuff my face with it. Food was not my friend. Um, I'm addicted to sugar. And sugar addiction for me was very difficult to, to, uh, to win over. But now the miracle has happened. I've been abstinent for 22 years. Of course, I had to be scared into abstinence. I was diagnosed diabetic. And now I'm almost blind because of it. Um, but I am so grateful because 
I don't fight food anymore. I don't fight anything or anyone anymore. This has happened automatically. I haven't fought it. I haven't. Um, food is no longer a part of my of my thoughts. It's like breathing. It's not. It's not in my thoughts. I just do it. I do it to survive. Food used to be the only thing in my mind. I came to OA looking for a diet. I tried other programs looking for diets. Nothing worked. Dieting did not work for me. I never lost an ounce. And I decided when I finally got my abstinence with OA that uh, it didn't matter if I didn't lose the weight. I just didn't want my diabetes to complicate my life. And so... I became abstinent because of the diabetes, not because of the weight. 22 years later, I've been maintaining a 70 pound weight loss and my diabetes, my diabetes is controlled. My A1C is, is 5.7. And I'm not saying it to brag, I'm saying it to convey that this is working, that this program works. And cease fighting everything and everyone means that I don't have to fight people who are to prove that I am right. Because in order to prove that I am right, I have to prove you wrong. And I don't need to do that anymore. I don't need to. Um, in other words, I didn't lose the weight until I learned how to live in a thin body. If I had lost the weight at the beginning, I would have regained it immediately. Like I know a lot of us have done. We, weight loss is, is not as, as hard as it is keeping the weight loss, staying in a healthy way and still in a healthy state of mind. The end of the paragraph says that we have to stay in a fit spiritual condition. A fit spiritual condition means step 10 again, keeping track of my actions on a daily basis, apologizing when I need to apologize and do it immediately, not wait. Realize when I've been um, out of my head, <laughs> which I often am, you know, when I react in a way that I shouldn't, because it says that we are gonna act in life rather than react to it. I know that um, at night when I go to bed, I, I recount, I don't write or read anymore because of my, my vision, but I recount my day and some of the questions and I, I ask myself is, was I kind today? Do I own an apology? Um, do I own an apology? What new thing did I learn today? And I always find something new that I learned usually something of a spiritual nature because I like to meditate and I like to read our literature and I always find something new in it. I used to think that working the steps meant writing the assignments and calling my sponsor every day. And that's only part of it. Working the steps means living the steps. Writing an inventory means checking my conscience and realizing that um, I wasn't the good person I thought I was. I'm not a bad person. 
but I did some really sick things in my time. I I was a a tough parent to my kids because I was in a bad marriage, so I took it up on them. And I was abusive to my children. I had to make my amends to them. And that was not easy. And now my kids and I are best friends. My two daughters, um, I have now grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And to have the love of, of the people in my life is the most important thing. It's one of the most important things. Now, the most important thing in my life without exception is my higher power that I choose to call God. Because without God, I don't have the gift of abstinence and I don't have the gift of anything. So every morning when I wake up, mentally I make a list of all my, my gratitude things. You know, Thank you for opening my eyes this morning. Thank you for the opportunity that presents my, itself in this day. And um, please tell me how I can best serve you. And grant me the strength to do it, you know, the 11th step. The 10th step is a, a maintenance step. And these promises happen on a daily basis. I can go to a wedding and look at the dessert buffet and think how pretty it is, because I'm an artist and I like to I like pretty things. But I don't have the temptation to eat it. I don't even want it anymore. I look at it as something like I would look at a, at a painting or a sculpture. Don't have to have it. Of course, if tomorrow I decide to taste it again, I'll fall again. And I know it. I'm only one bite away. Um don't know what else to share with you, friends. Um, this is a nice group, big group. I only recently found out about it. And when you invited me, I felt very honored to be here. Um, I don't know how long I've spoken or how much time I have. But you still I can... have some more time if you'd like to continue. Yeah, how much more time do I have? Uh, about 10 minutes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can never make it. Anyway, um, so I'll tell you a little bit of my story. I started on April 6, 1976. Um, I had two little girls and a bad marriage that was breaking up. And I couldn't control my, my eating of sugars. And I was miserable. And uh, the reason I came is because somebody told me that uh, there was a, a weight losing place near my house. So I went, and as I walked in, I saw a bunch of ladies holding hands and praying. They were all in their 60s. I was in my 30s. And I was ready to turn around and leave the room when one of the old ladies came over to me and said, don't leave yet. You know, there's um, a speaker coming up, and uh, I want you to hear the speaker. So I stayed, you know, people pleaser. I couldn't say no. I sat down and I listened to a speaker that was a beautiful woman, slender, gorgeous, and she was telling my story and passing out pictures of this woman who was like at least 150 pounds bigger than the lady that was speaking. And those were her pictures. And at the end, she opened her arms big and said, I love you all. 
And that made me stay both. The fact that I could see something working on somebody and the fact that I heard words that I needed to hear that I hadn't heard in a long, long time. I was needy, needy for, for love, for acceptance. Um, my self-esteem was next to nothing. And uh, I started calling the older lady every morning. And she helped me through the divorce and she helped me get started with the steps. But back then, people only worked the first three steps. We didn't know anything. I mean, we had read the 12 steps at meetings, but I had no idea how to work the first step. So I did the best I could. I wrote a novel. And of course, that was all about what everybody else had done to me and how good a person I was and what a victim I was. So the person that I gave the fourth step to said, okay, this is nice, but now write your own your own fourth step. And this time uh, they helped me uh, to do it. You know, I, got, I had some guidance through other organizations like Al-Anon. And um, I was more able to see that I was self-righteous that I was selfish, a people pleaser, um, fearful, resentful, etc., etc. I could list them now, but I don't think we have enough time. <laughs> when I got to the fifth step, the promises of the fifth step, which in this moment I don't exactly remember them, but they did come through. I looked through the window and everything brighter and more beautiful. And there was so much hope in my heart. At the sixth step with listing the a listing of my character defects and becoming entirely ready to have God remove them, I started to see how they would be removed. First of all, by me becoming conscious of them, by me watching myself acting up in those ways that I didn't like about myself. And then little by little, they were becoming more and more evident. And it's not done by somebody said to me, that's because your higher power is getting ready to remove them from you. Um, step seven is about humility. And humility is something so elusive that when you think you have it, it's when you need it the most. And so this is something that I really strive for humility. I know I'm not there yet, but at least I'm trying not to be cocky. I'm trying not to be arrogant. Um, my arrogance went so far as to say, to ask my higher power to prove himself that he existed. <laughs> I now know he exists and he's there with me 24 hours a day. Steps eight and nine were very hard. We lose more people between fourth and nine in this program because we're so afraid of them. Making making a list of people who have I have harmed when I thought everybody had harmed me was not easy. But I had to start out by forgiving the harms that I felt had been done to me. Once I was able to forgive, then I was able to go to those people and ask them to forgive me. The hardest ones were my two children and we all cried together and we talk about it. And like I said, we're best friends. 
Um, and now we're back to step 10, which has to be done on a daily basis. Sometimes I do it more than once a day. Step 11 has brought me closer to my higher power because step three is where we make the decision to turn our will and our lives over. It's only in step, in step 11 when I finally was able to turn my life and my will over to my higher power. Because that's just a complete surrender was very hard for me to do. And of course, step 12 is service, which the, the truth is that the only reason we really are in this program is not to lose weight or to get better. It's so that we can learn our place in this society and, and learn to do service and be there for others. And right now that I just turned 81 years old three days ago, I can hardly see anymore, but I'm still willing to do service and do the best I can with the help of my higher power. And with that, I'm going to close, and I thank you for the honor of inviting me to speak today. Thank you, Philo. Um, thank you for your share. It was great.